I'm sorry. I forgot we were, we're on different time zones. Finally, finally, finally. That's right. Yeah. I am. Uh, I am in a town where has never really been in quarantine. <laughs> that, uh, wow. So your audience must be pretty relaxed and in a good mood. Yeah. They're irritating. They're doing the same thing that was happening a year ago, which is they're checking their phones and whispering to each other uh, during my set. And I was like, wow, you know, if this were on zoom, I could mute you. I could kick you out of the room. I could do all kinds of things. And uh, in this case, I just have to suck it up. We are seeing the benefits of Zoom right now. The more we do live performance, the yeah. fact that you, could, you can have someone muted is nice. I mean, a, technically, a bouncer could mute somebody by, like, shoving a fist down the person's throat. But they don't seem eager to do that yet. we got to get yet. our bouncers back. Yeah, exactly. we got to get it together. So, uh, yeah, I'm in Fort Collins. It is adorable. But there are hundreds of people on the streets. Yeah. Hundreds. Wow. Yeah. And everyone, here's the thing. Everyone's masked. Everywhere says wear a mask before you go in. I accidentally walked into Starbucks without a mask. Mm -hmm. First thing the barista said to me was, do you have a mask? Oh, that's good. And I was like, oh, my gosh, of course I do. I'm so sorry. And then I put it on. So that's the good news is that they seem to be taking the mask mandate pretty good. And little kids are wearing them outside, too. Like, most people, a lot of people aren't wearing them on the street. Right. Um, well, they shouldn't have to, honestly. You know, I know it's jarring, but outside is very low transmission rates. Like, almost nothing. So you shouldn't have to wear a mask outside. And if you're vaccinated, it's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so how many in the audience? Uh, room probably seats 140. And what do you, but what do you have in 60? 60 ish. All right. How's that feel? Um, they're still spread out pretty good. Um, there was also the problem with altitude. Oh, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't drank enough water, so I was not uh, hydrated. I wasn't uh, particularly hydrated. Yeah. Did you have two shows? Just one. And then, as I was telling Kyle before the show, there was a roast that I was supposed to be part of, but I was so dehydrated and kind of woozy after the set. Mm -hmm. uh, I needed to go back to the hotel and drink water and fall asleep because uh, I had a little bit of a headache and I, and I needed water. And so I said to David Rodriguez, I was like, uh, would you mind if I uh, just slacked off. And, uh, and he was like, no, no, fair enough. Go do what you need to do. And then yeah, I realized you hire Tony Hinchcliffe to replace you. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that in a second, but yeah, I, was yes. I had to get that in Jackie. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, give me an opening, please. God. <laughs> um, I actually made a Tony Hinchcliffe a reference because the kid who, who opened for me, yeah. one of the younger, uh, there were a couple of young comics and one of them was a young black man whose name I don't know offhand, but he was right. very very funny mm -hmm. until he said that he had never been in he had never quarantined okay and, right and i remember his name as far as i'm concerned well yeah we don't need to bad both of them because i and i and i wanted him to actually go into i'm a young black man i i live life on the edge all the time uh but he did not go into that he went into something that you know 
was okay. The audience liked it. Um, so, but the, but he was talking about, it was like, it was something about being young and black and then, oh, and having a white girlfriend. And I thought about going up after him and riffing on that. And then I realized how, <laughs> how much that didn't work out for Tony Hinchin. <laughs> you know what? Let it, keep it, be, be safe guys. Just say, let's hear it for your MC. That's all you need to say. Then pivot to your shit. All right, save your career, yeah. headliners. And absolutely never call some Asian person by a slur. How about that? Well, okay. Uh, I, in, in your riffing, in your in your stupid ass riffing, why don't you not use the ch word, which is what I've decided to call. Yeah, because the c word. I don't want to say. It. Let's be honest, the c word's ours. <laughs> don't be a cunt about this. And, uh, so. <laughs> you could call me that. Uh-huh. Yeah, folks. Um, yeah, that was like uh, that was that was a wild couple days to be on Twitter. Were you uh, obsessed with it? I was. No, but you're always obsessed with uh, with Twitter. So it's always. I'm on three other platforms. That's the only platform you're on. Maybe I should siphon off some of my obsession, obsessive energy to other platforms. Um, you know, it's like there's always. Th- Jackie, you know the old saying, there's an uh, an audience for every act. Right? <laughs> it's an old saying, and it is so, true. There's always, I mean, I was talking about with some other friends, like, um, before social media, there's always guys that were, like, uh, uh, say, appallingly hacky, right? And, like, right. you'd be, like, a city comic, like, San Francisco, and working the punchline, trying to figure out, trying to get you know, a five minute set for a comedy on the road or evening at the improv. Right. And so Johnny Carson. Yeah. We're all just focused on this little stuff. And then you, then you take like, you're like, Oh, I I need money. I'll do these one nighters with somebody you've never heard of. Who's been doing comedy since for 20 years at least. And they only do one nighters and they kill with a lot of like a lot of hacky shit. Right. And they never go anywhere really. But now, and I'm not saying that's exactly describing Tony and or any of those guys but the the comics that like that that uh, paint with those colors shall we say they they aren't like you know just consigned to, or to one-nighters anymore like they have their own thing they got their own pot you know they got their podcast audience and that that in itself is sort of admirable to create your own world of people that come to you but you're also only going to get feedback from people who like your most extreme shit right and so, cause it's weird. Cause his audience did not walk out. They did not get angry. Like everyone on Twitter did and everybody pretty much in the, whoever reacted to it. Right. His audience was apparently fine with it. So he must've been shocked with, with the response. And here's the thing, like, you know, no, you're not supposed to record comics, you know, cause I, in theory, we're working on new shit. We don't want you profiting on our stuff, but you also have to assume someone someone's going to record something and put it out there. And when I heard that it was the MC was just recording his set and that was left over from it till he got off stage. Yeah. I don't know who, I don't know who initially recorded it. And it looked like club club recording, but go ahead. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It looked like iPhone recording, but when the whole world is invited to see you, (laughs) you know, uh, it, they're going to respond maybe differently than your hardcore fans. Now, for me, I would hope when everyone saw my shit, they'd be like, wow, 
Where's she been? I'm late to the party. I'm a right. fan, right? That's what you That's want. <laughs> you do want that many eyeballs on your new shit at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it went a different way because what, what he did was pretty I, – I, it, it, like, I even, like, Arch, if you put the full setup, like, every, you know, oh, here's the context. And it's like, uh, fuck you. I'm giving you as much leeway as I can, comic to comic. And I, there's not even a skeleton of a joke. There's, like, maybe a bone, you know, one fossilized attempt. And then it just was, like, <laughs> just rant, you know? You are, oh. uh, yeah, it's essentially, it's, and, and it's, it can it can show the worst of us yeah. when we start yeah. riffing. Yeah, right. Now, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is true with comics and with just regular walking around folk. Right. When you are riffing, when you think you're saying something funny, it shows exactly how what is happening in the sort of the unconscious, the deepest recesses. And if you're a comic, you're trained. You're tra mm -hmm. you know you've trained yourself over a ten thousand you know sets to to sort of self police. Is that going to be funny to some right. extent? And so you know that all of that was happening because Tony and whatever his name is, he's been doing it at least 10, 10 years, right? I swear I didn't. I've only met him once. I thought he was British. That is the most British white guy name. <laughs> like, no white Americans are named Tony. I was like, oh, he's he's OK, whatever. Go ahead. And yeah, no, I, I don't think I've even ever met him. But um but I, but he has the the vibe of a guy who's been doing it for at least ten years. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I think he he should have he should have known what the hell was going on. I, you know what? If if you're only playing to those did. people that you're 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 cultivating, you're growing in this garden. Mm -hmm. How are you going to know anymore? You know. Well, you I, I mean know. you know, but you think you think that it's okay. You yeah. you are you're playing in your own backyard for so long yeah. that you're like this is how I this is how this game goes and I can say whatever they want and they know that I'm not a monster except for that we're all kind of a monster because we all still think this is funny and this young Asian kid who's emceeing uh, doesn't know him and doesn't know well, yeah. yeah. But and the th like he's he was really funny his set was funny he had some first of all just the pain, the pain guy yeah pain dang okay. this, the the uh, ability to learn to do stand up in a different language for that audience is so it's got to be so fucking hard okay so that the degree of difficulty right off the bat is so much harder for him uh, just to well, like learn the sense of humor but I when I was in Hong Kong I saw the open mic. And they yeah. didn't have Chinese language open mic. They yeah. only had English open mic. Right. And so everybody working in English who whose first language was Cantonese. Yeah. Was was a, a trip. I did. I've never met the MC kid either. Um, yeah. So so but he so we had this chunk at the end that was re like he he was talking about being Asian uh, in America, right? And so. Uh, and, and so it was the, he was, and he knew he was talking to white people. So he was kind of writing that line. Right. And then he started talking about, he did a couple jokes about how Americans are beholden to China financially and including, you know, this audience that buys stupid shit from Walmart that is made in China. Right. And it got good laughs, but that was the thing I think that triggered Tony when he came out because he start he started calling the audience he got mad that that they laughed at quote anti-American like it what he seemed like he perceived as anti-American jokes, but then he called the audience race traitors. And it's like, 
No, everyone in America, like they're not all white. Like every American is buying ch- products from China. So he he was a little, it was so funny how everything was off and just <laughs> wild, right? Right. And if I was sitting in the back of the room, I would have been like, uh, I, I would have been shocked that he was getting the laugh from, from it. Because, yeah. uh, but also yeah. this is us essentially in the back of the room going, Oh, you fucked up. Oh, they hate you. Oh, you fucked up. Oh, they hate you. Because you ever sit in the back of the room and this, and I don't know him, so I don't know if he's funny other than, yeah, I know that this wasn't, but, but he might be funny in real life, right? He might I be. Don't a, know. I, I, I know. I'm not. A, I, I was, in the, back, on, if I was every, in the back of the room. If I was in the back of the room and I'm watching it. someone that I like and they, <laughs> and they eat it, that's funny to me. Oh, that's so, great. You call in other people. Please, a meltdown's happening. That's what you call it. <laughs> you know, it's a club quick. And that's oh, what God. this is, uh, except we don't know if he's actually funny in real life. Like if he's uh, actually a good cop. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. He's part of that crew that's uh, always been hostile to any woman over 35. So I feel like, like the fact that we are even talking about it, it's like to them, it's like, Two hands are just <laughs> right. It's just us screaming into the wind because they're not going to hear it anyway. Right, and, right. The, and the only uh, younger women comics are the ones that they're like, "Well, maybe Nikki Glaser would suck my dick," and you're like, "No, Whoa, let's leave you, Nikki out." Yeah, 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 Nikki doesn't need to be in this, but I mean, but I mean, like Nikki's age and Eliza's age, and like right, all of right, those right. sort of twenty-five to thirty-five-year-old blonde women who do stand-up, Erica Rhodes, they're like, I would love to, you know, uh, I would love to have her on my podcast. It was like when what's his face asked Kirkman to be on his podcast. Who? I don't know. There was some one of those old dinosaur dudes. Yeah, asked, yeah. and Kirkman you know, is out about being not 25. And uh, she was like, why would I come on your podcast to tell you that you're kind of a dick? And, um, and I thought that that was because, and the, and you know, the only reason he wanted her to come on the podcast, he was like, well, if I could talk to her, he's like, you know, like there's a, there's a certain kind of comic and I don't know if it's all men, but, but it seems to be a lot of dudes who think if I could just, if I could just get her alone, I bet you she'd think I was great. Well, also, and and I, you, you, they, I feel like they tend to love like younger, quote, multiple female comics that that might be able oh, to and, mold and, to and, and, hunt, and they wanted to mold to their dick. Uh, I'll be over <laughs> here. Hardcore just did a Friday Late Show, guys. She's. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to go off and do Saturday Saturday shows. But you know, you know what was funny too was like WME dropped him right after a couple of days. William Morris Entertainment, but His the agent. idea that WME had no idea, and they're like, "Oh, this is <laughs> shocking! We it can't see our what." He, yeah. he fucking signed him because he talked like that. Give yeah, me that's a why you booked him. The shit, you know, you know exactly so, who he was. Oh my god! Because I I used to be with WME. They go out, they go to nightclubs, and they watch their comics perform. Okay, so they knew what he was, and they dropped him. Uh, you know, it's all just so performative and stupid. Well, they'll they'll just you know maybe they wanted a younger version of Tony. <laughs> uh, good luck. <laughs> But yeah, what a, what a, it, you know, it's, it was, it's like, just, what, what, what did I miss on Twitter? How excited, how exciting was it? It was pretty wild. The other thing, <laughs> like, 
like, I understand like being super angry about that outburst, right? Well, I understand it as much as I can because it's not directed at me. I mean, you and I and every female comic, if we were able to put together a clip reel of the shit that the men who went up after us said about us, it would also be appalling, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so, so I, I know what, and I know, so I feel like I know, you know, the, on a scale of one to 10, that might've been a 10 and maybe the worst I've had is like a seven or an eight. Right. But I, I do that, that, that rage of being off stage and watching after you just killed, watching somebody fucking just go at you for, yeah. because they're angry or they don't want to have to follow you or what, whatever, who knows what's going on. It's, it's really enraging. Uh, so I don't, I don't give a shit that that guy posted it, you know? And it's like, Hey, if you're, you know, you, uh, any comic who's had a bachelorette party at the show, if you were just to isolate how many times we call them cunt, we would look awful, okay? So you do have to know whatever you're saying on stage is possible it's going to go out there and look bad, you know? But you at least got to be able to, like, defend it and go, all right, this is what I was trying to do. Here's extra video that actually does give a context or whatever, <laughs> you know? Like, it, it's going to happen, you know? It, it, you know what? The If there would have been con, the last time I called someone a cunt, it was when I, the mega hat Nazi in front, in the front row in uh, Zany's Rosemont said, okay. I said, how long have you been a Nazi? And she said, my whole life. And I said, well, then you're a fucking cunt and you should get out. <laughs> and that was the last time I called a person a cunt. So the context on that would have been, I wish someone would have filmed that. Yeah, I, that was a leading question. Now, in her defense, how long have you been a Nazi is a leading question. Uh, it's not when she's like, been literally uh, talking to me for 30 minutes going, you know, uh, I love Donald Trump. Are you? Uh, do, do you like my hat? Do you like my hat? You know, you're really fat. You know, I I, I don't think you're funny. You're really, you're, and literally just for 30 minutes, her just yeah. whispering shit at me. Oh, I, uh, I, so I it's not, the leading was not done by this one. Okay. All right. She led me. Presented in that conversation. So allow me to put that in context. Is <laughs> that we have to con- What if we have to cheat hours of that video up. to put this podcast in context? Folks, here's what we <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just called you a cunt in the early part of this show, but I think we all know that that was justified. Uh, <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> I just, here I, I don't use, I, I've, I've never, never used the here. word as much as I just have in this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I, uh, whatever, I think he lost work. He lost. You were his- so animated about this. You were like, comedy is back. You guys. <laughs> well, yeah, it's fun to talk about. I'm so, t- I'm so excited to talk about club comedy again. I'm so, I'm so sick of talking about people's tweets. Come on, let's talk about performance. Again. <laughs> this is exciting. Finally. Congratulations. Um, but I, I do like think it, you know, his fans aren't going to be outraged. They're not going to leave him and he might get a few more fans because People love it when, you know, someone refuses to apologize. So in the end, I might end up working in his favor. Here's what I think, though. I think it's not going to work in his detriment. No, but but in terms of like, you know, being super angry, like it's it's such wasted energy when there are so many fucking good comics, you could just take that energy and put towards. Right. And sometimes I feel like. Like, I, I want to challenge the audience or the people that are criticizing on Twitter, right? And go, all right, so you hate this guy. You think this is racist. Good. Who do you love? When's the last time you went out? Because he's Here's- being by his fans. When's the last time you went to a live show? All right, it was 2020. But still, 
It's coming. Like, have you bought this, CDs? I do well, love how you have made this entirely about you in the end. Because what me? I have is... Uh, it I is didn't you. say me. I'm saying any comic. I'm oh, no. Because you're a fan you, of a comic. Be a, no. If you want to... Because the thing is, is you can't say that uh, the pen guy was overreacting. And that the Asian Americans who were uh, who hated how racist this was, who you just did, no, I didn't when, when you took the twist. You said that it's a waste of energy, and that it was that it was, and and, and you wanted to rechannel that energy into into coming to see you. Which uh, I no, I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> Listen, you're being an asshole today, but that's fine. <laughs> you're at altitude. You're not you're getting so excited that I'm, anything I do is going to make the me people. An no, I'm not saying comics. I'm saying the people that are tweeting their outrage and stuff like that. I would say that's great. Be outraged at this guy, but you know that there's like four thousand other comedians that are really fucking funny. Do you know there's like a thousand fucking funny Asian comics? And instead of spending all day being mad at this guy, why don't you buy a Robin Williams <laughs> album? Why don't you buy a Atsuko's album? Why don't you figure out a way to see them? She has a new show on Hulu that's coming out. You know, and, or any other comic. There's so many of us that are good. We don't make any waves because we're not out there completely freaking out on stage, you know? It's just, it gets frustrating when all the energy about no, no, comedy I, and I, I, is about bad comics, and it's rarely about good yeah. comics. I know. As we obsess about how great uh, this story is about this terrible comic. But it's, I do... It's uh, fascinating nothing that happened. It is fascinating. It is, and I love this energy, and I see that you're keeping hydrated. Um <laughs> I uh, I don't have uh, I don't have the right I don't have anything in this room that is the right height, and uh, so I got to hold this laptop right up to my face. Hi, hmm. <laughs> and plus I forgot to bring headphones and a mic again. Well, I I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, it's all fine. And then um, yeah, so two shows I ran into. So it took me two hours to get my rental car yesterday. Yeah. Two That's hours. Awful. Two hours at, wait, after In you line. Went? In line. <gasps> you mean there are that many people? Yeah. Holy shit, did they have no workers? Seven people working the desk. Seven different people. There were had to be a hundred people in line to get cars. Hey, guess what, car rental companies? Start paying more money so you can hire more people. No one wants to work no, for you. Every, every register was full. Every, you know... And they were trying to crank it out. The woman who had me started making small talk. And I was like, nope, no small talk, lady. Get me a tiny fucking Chevy Spark. And so I, so it was an hour and a half in line. I go out, get the car, half an hour to get out of the lot. Because wow. they had to check at the gate. And, um, and then driving from Denver to Fort Collins, uh, I was talking to Carmen on the phone. And I was like, did you know it's an hour 21, almost an hour and a half from the Denver airport to Fort Collins? And she was like, do you ever look at maps? before?" You <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess not. So I drove to Fort Collins and it was just, it was, I literally, I landed at noon. I got to Fort Collins at 4.15. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And awesome. uh, the and show was at six o'clock. Oh. So I didn't have any chill time. And I didn't have time uh, to really acclimate to the weather uh, or altitude. And then um, everybody was very fun. But in line for thrifty car rental, 
like, I don't know, 40 people behind me was a comic who recognized me. I was wearing a mask. Uh, and she was like, is your name Jackie? And I said, yes. And she said, I'm Samantha Hale. Woo! Who is a L.A. comic. Yeah. And she's like, we worked together once at Flappers a thousand years ago. And I said, have you been comic of the week? And she said, I have not. Hell yeah. And I said, and she was supposed to work with Craig Robinson this week and at a theater in Denver, but Comedy Works downtown reopened. And for some reason, they canceled his uh, his theater appearance. So she already had a ticket to come to Denver. And I said, well, do you want a guest set at Fort Collins or Boulder? And she was like, yes. And so comic of the week, Samantha Hale in line at the thrifty. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to be comic of the week. You know what? <laughs> and pick up a guest set. <laughs> and unnecessary the- flight to Denver is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a guest set at the comedy fort. So she's doing the first show tonight. And yeah. The, the theater paid her, right? She had to get paid, right? That's that seems illegal. I don't know. Uh, right. I guess there was no uh, the the person who ran the gig didn't sign the contracts, I guess. Oh, my God. What the yeah. fuck? Come on. Yeah, it seems oh. like a terrible. Uh, it seems like sad, sad uh, state of affairs. So but she was uh, she's in town and I asked her if she wanted to do a set in Boulder, but she um, is leaving on Sunday. So she's and she was like, I could change my flight. And I was like, please don't change your flight for a guest set in Boulder. And um and then, so she's heading back to LA, but, uh, it's the Samantha Hale mm-hmm. at, uh, at the Samantha Hale on the uh, Twitter. On the, yeah. On the Twitters. And it's, uh, the Samantha Hale, H A L E. H A L E. There you go. And so she is the comic of the week. Hey. I don't know if this it's 30 minutes, but that was my next story. So you guys want to throw to a break for fun? Yeah. Let's, let's cool down. <laughs> We have wasted this world. Our magic put a storm in the sky that has rendered the surface of our planet uninhabitable. But beneath the surface, well, that's another story entirely. In a city built leagues below the apocalypse, survivors of the storm forge paths through a strange new world. Some seek salvation for their homeland above. Others seek to chart the vast undersea expanse outside the city's walls. And others still seek, what else? Fortune and glory. Dive into the Ether Sea, the latest campaign from the Adventure Zone, every other Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, guys, Function of (laughs) Beauty. It creates unique and customized hair care formula based on a short but thorough quiz. It really is short. It's like five questions. Give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. Every product is sulfate and paraben free. It's vegan and cruelty free. The Function of Beauty fans are absolutely, excuse me, Function of Beauty fans are absolutely wild about the fragrances. Try tropical mango, sweet peach, crisp pear or subtler scents like lavender rose and my favorite, eucalyptus. I like the subtler scents. If fragrance fragrance is not for you, that's okay. You can get unscented as well. Uh, a host testimonial. I think I just gave it, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Testify. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie and take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash 
Jackie Lori to let them know you heard it here and get 20% off your order. I'm an L-A-U-R-I-E, Lori, by the way, not an L-O-R-I. Frenchbeauty.com <laughs> slash Jackie Lori. Hey, hey, you guys, uh, Green Chef. This is a Green Chef ad, you guys. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Uh, whether you're keto, Keto? Yeah, keto. Paleo, <laughs> vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes uh, to suit any diet or preference. I have to tell you, the recipes are quick and easy, and they're literally, I swear to God, they're idiot-proof. I love the pictures. They have the Denny's pictures. Uh, there's step-by-step instructions. There's chef tips and photos to guide you along. The ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can just spend less time stressing and more time enjoying uh, delicious home-cooked meals. And they come in kind of like impact, low-impact plastic. It's it, They're just little baggies and stuff. They're not using like fancy. It's just nice the way the, the all the ingredients come pre-packed. And a couple of my favorite is uh, I had a, there was a great fish dish and there was a great scallop dish that I did. And those were delicious because I never do buy scallops or fish. And they reminded me that those things um, totally exist. And then uh, <laughs> I could go out and get them, right? So if you go to greenchef.com slash 90, 90, Jackie Laurie, uh, and use code 90, Jackie Laurie, and Laurie is L-A-U-R-I-E, <laughs> spell her name, to get you get $90 off free shipping and which includes free shipping. And so go greenchef.com slash 90 Jackie Laurie and the code 90 Jackie Laurie for 90 bucks off. Yes. You know what? Here's the thing. It, it Green Chef kicked off family dinner, which has been like transformative for my son because his dad and I aren't arguing in front of him. <laughs> and uh-huh. we talk. It's nice. And um, also, I've noticed like when we, we don't have Green Chef that week and we just make our own meals, there's a, a huge downgrade in the quality and <laughs> substance of the meal. So I'm always grateful when we have a Green Chef to uh, to all work on for family dinner. So I love it. Cool. So I come home on Monday and then I'm home for a week, week yeah. and a half until I come back to Denver. Mm-hmm. Oh. And um, Andy called me this morning. He said, you want to talk to the dog? <laughs> and I said, why don't you just say hi for me? Uh, I w- Jackie, are you going to take your rental car from this week and just park it someplace for like six days near the airport? So that you don't have to go through that? <laughs> Seriously. Rockefeller, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, I don't know that I'll get another rental car because Denver, the Denver Comedy Works South, which is where I'm at at the end of the month, it's uh, this one I had to go to Boulder. Uh huh. So I I need I needed a car because it was sort of multiple cities, and um, plus I'm meeting my friend Jillian for lunch tomorrow, and um, yeah, that it's uh it's a she has two kids, and her ex-husband gave her daughter COVID. Oh gave my her god! COVID, yeah. Because oh and then her current Indeed. husband doesn't want to get vaccinated. Oh my so god! She has great taste in men, is what I have to say. You know, sometimes I hear stories that make me feel grateful for our situation, and that's one of them. <laughs> my. I got my son the first dose, uh, Pfizer, a couple days ago. It was hilarious because it was like the first full day. They were accepting 12 to 15 and the whole, all the whole CVS was like filled with 
say, 14 to 15-year-old boys uh, who are mortified because their mothers are with them at a grocery store, at a, at a pharmacy, and everyone's just like head is in their hands and monosyllabic answers. It was hilarious. It was There was like 17 versions of me and my son at CVS waiting to get a vaccine. Darla said that she took her 14-year-old daughter to uh, first day as well. Yeah. So, um, it, uh, it, um, but, but Noah was excited. She was just like, yeah, let's knock this out. Let's get this done. And, yeah. uh, so was, is your son happy that he got it done? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it's, it's like, so we're like, uh, I guess four weeks away from as much freedom as we'll ever have. <laughs> <laughs> I realized like, much. even though I'm vaccinated and I think everyone I come in contact is vaccinated except my son. It's like, there's always like this minimal possibility that, he could get it. And that's, that's been really stressing me out. And the idea that everybody that, you know, in my world is vaccinated is really, it's, it's just starting to make me feel lighter. In addition to the fact that I have one and a half less pounds of boobs. <laughs> oh, right. How are your boobs feeling? They're, um, they're, it's still, they're still sore. It's going to be like six weeks, uh, before they just feel like boobs again, you know? But, but I mean, it's, it is weird how there's more room, like for my arms in front and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you keep, cause I know you're in an awkward position, uh, with your, with your laptop. There's times where I'm just talking to a wall and then you <laughs> lean forward and you're back in and then a shoe. That's okay. A shoe. I just, I, I'll pick it up. I'll hold it. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to last night. I have got to figure out the, you know, the exact set list that I want to do, but I oh, don't know right. what I want to, you know, like right now I'm not doing the old man pushing the old man story or the sky club story. Okay. And so right. I guess I don't know if they're, well, cause they don't really fit in the set list right now, but I don't want to throw them out. I want them on the album. Yeah. I mean, think of the album as just little cuts that are going to make you money on Sirius. So they, yeah. they I don't, does anyone listen to comedy albums anymore? I, I, I mean, maybe they do, but, but it seems like we all get most of our income from tracks. little slices that are, uh, that are played on Sirius XM. Just tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, um, there's part of me that kind of want, that just wants this to be done. I know that Ryan told me that he wasn't going to be editing it. Mm -hmm. And that he was going to be, there were going to be less camera operators and it was just going to be uh, more switch work and this type of thing that he was going to be doing, directing and producing. Mm -hmm. But when he told me last week and reiterated that he wasn't going to be editing it, I literally was like, cancel it, just cancel it. Because now it's going to cost more money because now I have to order, a, a, have a separate editor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but here's what I have told myself, which is true, is that if I, I regret not having a video of Hero of my last album. Right. I, if I want to do clips. Yeah. And I do TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the places that, that clips go. Um, I need decent clips. Yeah. And at the very least, this thing will give me an hour of clips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if nobody buys it, which no one has bought anything else I've ever fucking done. Uh, so I have to go forward thinking that they will probably not buy it, 
but I have to make it, right? The joy is supposed to be in the making. And finding <laughs> the money, <laughs> I do like that look on your face. What? And making? Uh, are you serious? It's, it's wretched making an album. It's horrific. There's no joy in it. Oh, I love it. Right, but I mean, I mean art in general, but I know what you're saying. The, oh, okay. the, yeah, you're making, you're right in the album. Uh, but the, um, but the, the insanity is that, is that I have to just, you know, it, it, cause I was talking to Ryan and I was like, is it going to look as good as Horcrux? Because I like how Horcrux looked. Um, uh, there were, you know, there were things, but the, <laughs> for the most part, I loved, you know, I, I liked, I liked the quality. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, the quality will either be better or the same because of the cameras. And it, it might be better because of the cameras. And I was like, yeah, but there's not really that roving camera. And he was like, yeah, but the, the four, sh it was a three camera shoot for Horcrux. This will be a four camera shoot. And I'm going to have one guy working the, uh, the zoom in and the guy working the zoom in is going to do the editing. Um, Damien, he's Armenian. Very exciting to have an Armenian guy edit. <laughs> and, uh, and he, oh, and he was the Armenians. Just trying to find him work, and then uh, and then he was he also worked one of the cameras on Horcrux, so he has seen you know he knows you he knows me right. and and I don't really move. There's not a lot of jumping around going on. So yeah. four stationary cameras should with someone you know with someone doing some some close ups and stuff should be yeah. fine. Um, That'll be that's plenty. I mean, I, I remember when I did forty five jokes about my dead dad on, on the Saturday. The Saturday first show, uh, the uh, one of the cameramen said he had an emergency and he just left. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I don't have a I don't have a center shot from the middle of the room. I only have side shots. Are you Jeez. fucking kidding me? You're good. Yeah. You're fine. And then Ryan put it all together. He figured it out. Yeah. Uh, I had I had a live show last night at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Oh, there you go. How was yeah. that? Just one, one show or two? I got one show tonight. It was fun. It was a seven o'clock show. Of course, driving out there on a Friday, horrific. But um, yeah. Uh, How many people? How many people? Twenty-five to thirty. Okay. But um, alive, right in front yeah. of you. Yeah, they're in front of me, and they were, you know, they were fun. It was. It felt like everyone's first time back. You know, like okay. I'm trying to clip out something, but like. The heckles were like positive, you know, so <laughs> like, I like your toes. And uh, I'm like, you're supposed to say I suck. Are you, have you, you haven't been in an audience in a while, right? Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, you know, uh, it obviously I had my mask off in the room. Most everyone had their masks off. And um, at the it, tables, they, yeah, they all have their masks off. Yeah. In the green room, I had it on, but I was like, what am I, do you know, it, Maybe it's fine. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know what kind of paranoid I want to live. But then I was talking to someone after the show who mentioned they were Republican. And I was like, uh, I'm just going to back up. Just give us six feet, please. Um, but, you know, I I, I I don't know. The the Like Bill Maher, okay, got COVID, right? He said yeah. he's vaccinated. Maybe, he, I'm sure he is. But who knows if he followed the protocol correctly? He Who knows if he waited the 14 days you're supposed to after the second dose? I really have no idea. Um, but even if you get it, it's a very light, you know, it's usually like a light case. The vaccine prevents you from being hospitalized at the same time. They don't know if you have a, even if a light case, sometimes you can be one of those long haulers that ha continues to have things going on six months later, you know? 
So, right. I mean, it's not like I feel like, oh, if I get it, I'll be fine. I just don't, I just don't fucking want it. But, well, and you're coming out of 13 months of this and your mom passed away. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you know this? I did know that she passed okay. away. Uh, that I just put in the chat anyway, oh, but the, <laughs> uh, um, I did not know that. I just, oh, I didn't. no, I didn't. Oh. Yes. It just, it, it swept her nursing home and killed a bunch of people in three days. Just recently? No, back six, eight months ago. Fuck. That sucks. That sucks. So it's, That's the bad. thing is, is, is I am so twitchy around people mm-hmm. and it's going to take a second. Right. And, and, and I don't want to feel like I'm not being safe when I've been told how to be safe. Right. Right. So when I go amongst the people again and everybody else is not masked or people are like, Hey, are we shaking hands? And I'm like, are you vaccinated? And, uh, and they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, we're shaking hands. And then I'm looking for, uh, some Purell, I guess. Yeah. I do think you are aggressively allowed to ask someone if they're vaccinated, if they're maskless in front of you, you know, you can ask in a friendly way and, or, or or in an aggressive way, depending on your mood and their vibe. And my brother asked, my brother Phil asked me today, he said, well, what are you, what are you going to do when people say, you know, you don't have to wear a mask anymore? I said, I've decided in a very mature voice to match their cadence exactly. If they say, (laughs) you know, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. I'm going to say, you know, I haven't had a cold in over a year. I'm planning on uh, that being my response. I'm going to say, say, uh, you know what? I I know, but I actually tested positive for COVID. So I'm just wearing this to protect (laughs) you. Right. I actually, uh, I have the bubonic plague right now. Did you want to breathe on me? You want me to breathe on you? You're an idiot. I, I don't know. We'll see if people ask. It, we, you know, sometimes sometimes you you manufacture these conversations and your reply right. and it never happens. And it's it like, never I, happens. I got a good one locked and loaded, ready to go. Someone ask me. <laughs> right, right. You got you to gotta be prepared. I like to, I like to write for the event. Um, speaking of which, uh, Maria did a couple of shows this week at dynasty typewriter. Yeah. And, uh, and, and had audiences, real audiences. Cool. 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 And like, uh, people did guest sets and, um, and, uh, and then she's also renting some garage up by where she lives to do shows. I love it. And she's just, you know, she's going on the road. I think we have a, a one nighter in Costa Mesa. I'm opening for her. Oh, neat. Yeah, in June, and um, I think she's nervous about it and just wants to run, of run course. jokes. Of yeah. course. Um, well, I I think I counted. I think I have for our show, which we're going to have at my house on the twenty third. Yep, I have twenty three, ch- maybe twenty to twenty three chairs. If I move everything from indoors, plus you know patio furniture and stuff like that, so we can have that much audience. Okay, you know? and we'll just uh, we'll we'll. You know, this will be a practice show. We do have a special guest, but, you know, we'll make sure, you know, it's all people we know and aren't going to come back and murder me in my sleep. Right. Like in your backyard. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, sleep uh, backyard, so, yes. Um. And are we going to are we going to get a cooler? Can't get sell some Diet Cokes. What are we going to what's the merch situation? Gonna be I like? got a cooler. Who's, who's who's gonna who's gonna get the food and beverage money anyway um is that gonna go to the go to the venue i think it should <laughs> we'll see we'll put out some beverages uh yeah byob try not yeah. to it Bring was, okay, so- container then I, I don't have to have like you know uh i don't have to throw away plastic cups makes me sick to my stomach and i don't want to have to wash your spit off my glasses how about that <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm driving up here yesterday, talking to Carmen Morales on the phone, and she's like, you got to stop at the Chiba Hut and get a sandwich, because I was telling her I had to stop and get food. And I was like, uh, I don't want a pot sandwich. What do you think's happening? And uh, she's like, it's not, it's, it's food for people that are high and they make really, really good sandwiches. And I was like, it's called the Chiba Hut. So when I went in, I said, I take it there is no marijuana in this, because Colorado, you know, the first state to oh, legalize right, this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, no, there's no pot in any, in anything. It's just fine. It's just a theme. And oh, so... I- I'm so out of that loop. I didn't know that Chiba was any sort of reference to (laughs) marijuana. Weird. When you're the one doing edibles. And uh, hardly. My dog is doing my edibles. Okay. Oh, Oh, my day. Did your dog eat us? Did she, did she eat her way out of the house? She she attacked, like attacked a dog at the dog park, like full on. It was an aggressive attack. So we're not going back. I I, I was lifting her t- with her lifting her tail, lifting her body up, like you you hear about the pit bull jaw, and then I'm like, holy fuck, this is real, and we can't get her off. And my son, between me pulling the tail, like her upper body was off the air, her yeah. legs, all of her legs were off the air. I mean, in the air, and he finally, you know, with the collar, he we got her off, and then I gave the guy my number. He he said he didn't think it was anything. You know, but I, you know, uh, they would pay for it if it was, you had to go to the vet, but I felt terrible. So we're, uh, I'm having, I have put off some training, you know, just cause of COVID and stuff like, but I'm going to have somebody who's also vaccinated. They're going to come, uh, our, on our next hiatus week, our last hiatus week, um, and, uh, help, you know, help us, uh, with her. So she, cause she can be a little nippy still. She's still a puppy, but it's like, that's, you know, that can. But she has to learn how to play gentle. She well, just maybe she just, be gentle. Dog, some dogs can't go to the dog park, you know, right. that would be a thing. So well, and some dogs aren't gentle. Some dogs uh, for some reason have personality, but if you can, you can hopefully, like, I don't know anything about dogs. Uh, we have, we have a, a chihuahua. So the, uh, You're not and, uh, yeah, the thing about Gordy is, uh, Gordy is, he, he listens until he doesn't want, he's just like, no, I don't need to listen to that. And, uh, and then just ignores. And that feels, that doesn't feel like anything, but what a dog would do if he wasn't on a leash. <laughs> like it doesn't feel personal. It just feels like, and you're like, well, it'd be great if you listened. Uh, but he's like, uh, <laughs> well, safe enough. Gordo's like our age, right? So how yeah, much he does, right? Gordo's like, yeah, I got it, lady. I got it. I'm. Good. I got this. <laughs> it's uh, my body, my choice. How about that? <laughs> how about that, lady? And uh, so, um, mm-hmm. so so you yeah. take another break. Ooh, let's do that. The 2021 pin sale has begun. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the Max Fund Drive. This is the last year for a while that we'll be doing pins for Max Fund Drive, and the fifth year that we'll be selling pins and donating all proceeds to charity. The past year proved what we already knew. 
that having access to the internet at home is a necessity for work, school, healthcare, and keeping in touch with family and friends. So the proceeds from this year's pin sale will go towards Everyone On, a nonprofit working to bridge the digital divide. We're grateful that with your support, we'll be able to help low-income folks gain access to affordable computers, internet services, and digital literacy programs. The sale will run until May 28th. Folks at the $10 monthly level and above will have access to all of the pins from the drive. That's 38 pins, one from every show on the network. We also have a special 2021 Max Fun Drive pin that all members can purchase. Go to MaximumFun.org slash pin sale for more info. And to learn more about Everyone On and support them directly, you can go to EveryoneOn.org. And we did. What, <laughs> what, what's, uh, so what's the plan for the summer? Me? Um, mm-hmm. Still figuring out what's going on with uh, my writing situation. Um, okay. You know, I haven't added new dates because I don't know exactly what my schedule is going to be. But okay. uh, um, and probably because no one's offered. But I don't know that any. I don't know that we're being too aggressive about that because I don't want to. Whatever. Um, uh, I want to as soon as as soon as my son gets fourteen days past the second shot, I feel like uh, I want to go to New York for like a week and start start that part of my life up again. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, hang out and spot it up. Is your roomie vexed? Is in New uh, York. But she's out of town for like a couple months, so uh, maybe you should find out. Really matter. Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Are you going to bring him? Maybe we'll see. Yeah. If he wants to, um, you know, it's, it's it's. I don't know. It's it's so funny to it's so fun to watch his life and to and you know like we just met with the water polo the high school water polo coaches you know and um, right. And they're talking about, you know, when, when summer training and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just remembering, you know, in my life, how many family vacation, well, not that we were a family vacation family, but, uh, we never, we like took, I think two total in, in, you know, 20 years of everyone being, uh, home. Um, but, uh, you know, you can never interfere with my swim training ever. It was sacred. And for some reason, my parents were like, okay. They should have been, they, sh- I, in retrospect, they should have been like, no, we're doing this. Right. Where did you, where were your two vacations when you were a children? When I was like, we were, I was like eight or nine, we went to Hawaii. Okay. And when I was like uh, 18, we went to Mexico. So All two right. classic uh, vacation spots for Northern California uh, kids. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. We would go to Baja sometimes. I guess we took more than I thought. But the point is, is, is like, we're getting to that time where, um, now his schedule is going to start taking over a little bit. You know, I can't mm-hmm. just go, Hey, I have two weeks off. I'm taking you this place, you know? So oh, right. I don't know. It's just, but it's, just, it's weird. just different. It's like, it's so weird. Cause like for a long time you were like, I have to go places. I have to organize where you're going to be. And mm-hmm. now you're like, I have, uh, I have to go places. Do you want to go? And he's like, no, I have places to go too. I know. I can't it, come. Yeah. Yes. And it's, like this year has, yeah. year's been so, as it has been for you being at home with Andy, it's been like so cool to hang out with my kid all the time. Really. Right. You know? And next, you know, they're going to be in school and high school. I can, I, when we went to the high school, I could already see his eyes get like 
30 times bigger. You know, it's, it's like this, this is going to be my place. And, you know, whenever I drop him off for water polo practice, he runs over to his friends and, you know, so they're all, they're so excited to be and participate in their lives again, all these kids. And, and so I, I'm like, I might, you know, I might just see him like an hour a night after, after this year. And it, yeah. before it's been 24 seven, basically. It's just so, yeah. I don't know. I, the thing is, is this is, it's, it's sad, but it's also like this has been an amazing year, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that we will that we will always remember is something that we got to do. And this whole generation of kids who were his age and younger and older. Yeah. And just their memories of this year are going to be so interesting. So yeah, I just wonder, I, I wish I could be alive in 70 years when they figure out what the impact of this year was on kids, you know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. how it affected this generation that's coming you up. You will be. He'll be. He'll be around 120. Yeah. Um, yes, so here, oh, I don't know where we're at. Kyle, Kyle, where we are got we 10 at? more minutes. Okay. Can I tell you that? So I, my dad, uh, I don't know. It sounds like cosmetic surgery. My father got the VA to do his eyes. Okay. Yeah. Well, there could and, be, if it's bleeding into, and it's affecting his vision, come on. Let him, let sure. him, let him see for the last couple of years of his life. Okay. <laughs> uh, he didn't tell any of us. He told, he told us that he was going to have it done. He, I, I remember him telling me it was going to have it done in July. He went and just had it done like three days ago, two days okay. ago. And then I get a call from him going, Hey, I'm back from, uh, I'm back from the hospital. Just want to let you know. Uh, I look like, uh, I got beat up real bad and, uh, but I'm fine and I'm, I'm just, uh, in the, whatever. So he just leaves his message. And I guess the day before when he was in the hospital, he also gets meals on wheels. He doesn't need meals on wheels. It's the reason I donate quite so much as I do to the food bank. Uh, what he needs for meals from wheels is someone to talk to once a day. <laughs> so, meals from meals on wheels delivered lunch to his apartment. He didn't cancel it and yeah. he wasn't there. So they called my brother, Russ, who was at work you know, at school mm-hmm. and Russ was like, and so they're like, your father isn't answering the door. What should we do? And Russ is like, well, he's either in there and dead or he <laughs> isn't in there and I can't do anything about it. Why don't you give one of his neighbors the food? <laughs> and they're like, well, what sh- how should we get in to find out? And my brother's like, I don't know, call 911. And so it was, it turns out, no, they didn't, they didn't do it. I think they just asked his neighbor has keys and he barely locks the door anyway to his apartment. And so, um, but my, uh, but it was so, I was like, okay, but that was the, that was the story. That was the whole thing. Just crazy. Oh, and somebody called, he saw on TV on like, like in between one of the, he has rabbit ears in between two chant two, there was a, there was, you could get a free pillow, not my pillow, not the cube or whatever, yeah. but it was just a free hundred dollar pillow. If you called and told them. So he called <laughs> and he's like, I would like a free pillow because I'm 84. And, uh, and so he hangs up, they call right back to try to sell him a $6,000 electric bed. Oh my and God. My father has always loved talking to cold call people. So oh, God. Him, what? For like an hour and a half, he talk, he's like, sure. I, I was a pretty good it. salesman. He was a pretty good salesman. $6,000, I had him down to $3,200. Oh, 
And, uh, and, uh, and he goes, well, you know, if you give us a hundred dollars now and a hundred dollars a month, we'll deliver the bed to you. And my dad goes, well, I'm having heart surgery tomorrow. So if I live through it, I'll call you back. <laughs> and he hung up. And, uh, so that's also a good thing to have uh, handy in your head. If somebody uh, asks why you're wearing a mask, what's that? I'm having heart surgery tomorrow. Uh, I'll take it off if I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Jackie, your hotel, why are there shoes behind you on the wall? Uh, I wanted it to be a different view than the bed, and there is no desk in this tiny room. But is that, is that the nice art that the hotel provided for you? Is yeah. shoes on the wall? Yeah, there's uh, yeah. shoe inserts. Oh. They're not even shoes. They're those metal things you stick in to keep the shape Oh, of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, no one will steal it. So I, I actually think that's a good idea. Hotel. Yeah. I get it. This is quite the hipster hotel, quite honestly. Like this yeah. is the, um, this is the holder for the, the tissue. It's a leather, Ooh. weird wow. leather box. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you have breakfast? Did they have? Oh, it's been great. Do they have breakfast? Uh, they do have breakfast, but they don't include it. Uh, there is a place around the corner that the uh, comedy fort said that he has an account that if I wanted to go there, I could get uh, a sandwich or something. And I keep going to the wrong place, but I did get a sandwich for dinner tonight because um, there's going to be two shows, and so. Mm. But it's <laughs> uh, it's good. Uh, I'm wearing my shoes that I bought in uh arkansas mm -hmm. oh, those are cool yep and um and i'm slightly nervous about going back out into the humanity uh i, I sold a bunch of merch last night gave Ooh. away a bunch of masks that's cool i'm excited that's that's maybe i'll bring some merch to tonight's show see what's up um I'm still are you doing another ventura yeah 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 i have a seven o'clock tonight I'm still like, it's interesting. Some comics are didn't quarantine and are are doing material, letting people know that. That's that's an interesting choice. Yeah, uh, that's what that guy who opened for me last night. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I, that came. I was thinking about that. Hmm. I, I like. I would at least uh, hide that. Know. You know what? There's so many other things to write about. You you don't have to write about that. You uh, may have contributed to someone's uh, parents' death. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to write about that. Bam. Yeah, you don't have to write about that. You could write about <laughs> something else. It's uh I I brought a couple of books to read. I didn't read them. I'm currently reading what am I reading? Where is that book? Well, could be anything. Oh, my friend Ann True's dad wrote uh his memoir. Yeah. His name is Michael True and it's called True Commitments, a memoir. Yes. And he's a giant hippie skippy peacenik dude. So um, did you go to find your book? I did. I can't find it. Welcome to the Jack and Laurie book club. The yeah. last four minutes. It's Celeste Ng, but it's one of those titles that's like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's one of those titles that's sort of not, not super specific and I can't remember it, but it's really great. Her breakthrough novel. Um, I started my, my son and I finished my Antonia. And uh, so we started reading power, the power of myth, the myth with the, <laughs> why are you laughing? Just, I just love that. That's a fun combo. It's fun. Every, every part of that's amusing to me. Oh, really? And then we're going to settle down and read some Joseph Campbell. Well, that guy, um, 
some of it, some of it, some of its thoughts don't really mm-hmm. hold Correct. up. <laughs> I, I, I have to keep stopping every three paragraphs to go well okay so he's this is two old men talking about marriage and this isn't the way you know i mean he's basically saying because you know you have to marry the opposite sex and and uh it, it's it's very backwards and then he's talking about hooligans on 125th on broadway and in in manhattan and i'm like uh a rock and roll guy he was no i'm trying to like get to the fucking myths you know i thought we were gonna be reading that i don't want to read this old man's thoughts on marriage you know he it, and it's like wh- why were you able to have all these accomplishments because your fucking wife probably did all the work what <laughs> about that whatever yep uh yeah Henry i've never William been able Golding's to finish book instead which one? A good writing book. William Golding's book, The Adventures in the Screen Trade, for a good writing and storytelling book. Hmm, that's a good idea. He has a much more uh, realistic and, dare say, cynical approach that is incredibly practical. Okay, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I think... Uh... I just thought we would, like, go in on the hero's journey, because my kid's all, you know, he's so into anime and, and uh, making his own thing. I thought, it, you know, he's... He, whatever. There's actually a couple of good, like, manga books I'll float you to. Okay. Uh, like writing stuff. Sorry, this is the teacher in me. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, Andy, for his trans, he teaches this. He's part of a team that teaches a, a thing at, at his, the, the tech college that he teaches at. Tech, um, it's called a transmedia degree. Mm-hmm. And what, it, what the students have to do is they have to, uh, they create an, uh, an intellectual property, an IP, and then they have to write a screenplay. They have to make a tiny movie. They have to write a comic book and produce it. And they have to make a board game or a video. Jesus. And so, and this is over two years, I think. Oh, okay. And, uh, and it's called transmedia and Andy teaches the game design portion of it. And so, um, the class that he taught, one of the other teachers is teaching the movie clue. Hmm. uh, From 1984, which is full of a lot of actors that were completely wasted. Uh, by a script that Norman Lear wrote on his toilet in 12 seconds. And uh, it is such a horrible movie, Clue. Yeah. Uh, but it's got an amazing cast. I mean, it's got Martin Mull in it. It has Madeline Kahn in it. It has Leslie, what's-her-face? I mean, it's an amazing... Tim Curry. Leslie um, Adams? Mm, don't think so. Can't That's only it. Leslie I can think of from the, from the 80s, 70s and 80s. She was in Victor Victoria. She sang the song about Chicago, a town so cool. The first four letters spell chic. Anyway, um, the uh, uh, yeah, but Clue sucks. I didn't like it. The last 20 minutes, it's a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> All right. But the last 20 minutes were okay. Never saw it. Just started watching Legendary. Oh, by the way, very quickly. Okay, you know how I was complaining about uh, about the, the uh, notion of a middle-aged female comic needing a young female comic to help her stay relevant, oh, yes. right? Yes. Okay, the actual show is fucking brilliant, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, the premise still makes my stomach hurt. The, the, the way they're doing it, it's like they fucking get it. And uh, Jean Smart is so good as the 
like the Joan Riversy sort of comic and Hannah Einbeiner is so good as her. I mean, in every scene, they're partners, you know, she's not being mowed over by Jean Smart, which any pretty much every other actor would be. Mm -hmm. It's really great. And it looks great. I mean, this fucking, the scenery in Las Vegas, they know how to shoot. It's just really, really well done. I totally recommend watching hacks. It's great. And even the stand up part, although the one thing I was like, cause she, her husband dies and she goes on stage and she kind of bombs. I'm like, that never happens. <laughs> that's when you kill the hardest. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? Quibble, quibble, quibble. Okay. That's it. It was, it's really great. Really well done. I totally recommend hacks, uh, with no, um, quality. And when they do, uh, the great one where there's an old male comic and a super young male comic that, that but, that'll be next that's story. Year. That's all I want. I just want some more of those stories. That's all. <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported